Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Adoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I break down the Chiefs' ugly loss to the Tennessee Titans and preview their Monday night football game against the New York Giants. Joe, each week we've been grading the Chiefs' revamped offensive line, such an off-season storyline, and, and that unit has done pretty well. But for Forbes.com, I wrote about how they struggled against the Titans, allowing four sacks. Patrick Mahomes was hit nine times. Of course, there was that, that play uh, in the fourth quarter when Jeffrey Simmons and Autry converged on Mahomes, forcing him from the game. Joe, as someone who played offensive line at the highest level, do you agree with this take? And if so, what, what happened to the offensive line? No, Jeff, I totally agree with what you wrote. It was a great article, great insights into what happened to this offensive line in this game. And, you know, it was a D. It was a D grade. I mean, I, you know, I hate to, I'm, I'm, I'm an easy grader. I wouldn't, get any, I wouldn't give anybody an F, but it was as close to that as you're going to get. I mean, I'd give them a D because they did have times where they, you know, they, they seemed to be uh, moving the ball a little bit here and there, you know, what they were kind of molded for, right? That's what they built this line for was to be a little bit more smash mouth, be able to run the ball, you know, be able to protect Patrick. And it just, it did not come together for them. They, every single player on that line did not play well. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Uh, you know, it's a little tough at center. I think Creed was, was okay. You know, I think the guard play was, was okay. Um, and, and even Joe, uh, we'll get back to obviously your more expert analysis than mine, but like I, it was a bad sign. Like early in the first quarter, uh, Tooney like had a false start, just yeah. like little things like that. It was like, I, I saw that. And I was like, Oh God, that's not a good sign. He's kind of their, their rock. And there were a lot of penalties. Like you said, nobody Creed Humphrey was harder to tell, but nobody from my vantage point seemed to have a good day. No, they really did. And I mean, Trey Smith had, you know, had a, a clean shot, you know, they had a clean shot on, on Patrick from Trey. Um, the tackles just seem like, you know, I know why they brought Remmers in, right? I mean, you know, veteran voice out there on the field, you know, kind of Lucas was struggling, but it just seemed like Orlando and Mike were just, you know, were just in cement. Like it just didn't seem like they were, their feet were moving. Um, you know, you think it would have been the Titans who would have been tired because they played that Monday night game, you know, short week, they look like they had all the vim and vigor of, you know, of a, of a, a team heading to the college uh, NCAA championship. Just, it seemed so youthful and excited. And it was, uh, you know, it was very frustrating, you know, to watch, I'm sure as a fan, to see things breaking down around Patrick on the offensive line front. And for a group that has been performing and has been improving, 
most importantly, each week. And this week they took a huge step back. And here's the thing that's so, it's not irony, but it's just so what you would think would be counterintuitive to thinking is it seemed like the simplicity of what the Titans were doing up front actually threw the Chiefs line for a loop. They weren't stunting. They weren't blitzing. They weren't bringing heat off the corners with a cornerback or a safety. Like it was a simple four-man rush, Jeff. And and I don't. I don't I'm almost like I wonder if they were preparing for some all-out assault. And you know, the Titans come at them with, you know, a straight four-man rush. And it almost like it seemed like it threw them off their game. And and the Titans did something up front that we've talked about before in the past about how you can stop quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. And we kind of termed it, we were using terms that were out there like a mush rush, right? Where the defense, the defensive tackles just kind of like held their ground and kind of mirrored Patrick a little bit. And we're looking, not looking for him to find those pockets within the pocket. And that's what I think got him into trouble most times. You know, the times that when you, when you see Patrick kind of scoot up into the pocket, he finds a seam, and then he starts sidestepping to the left, where he sidesteps to the right, and he kind of – what he does is he parallels the line of scrimmage, right? And that gives that gives receivers like Hill and, you know, Travis, who are fantastic route runners and, and great at finding the open space, it gives them that extra second to beat the defenders. They, the defensive line for the, for Tennessee was not giving Patrick those little alleys to step up, up into, and they were only rushing four, so they got seven in coverage, right? So they're blanketing the field, and you know they're and Patrick didn't seem like he was really going to run the ball that much. I mean, he's not a, you know, he's not like somebody you have to be threatened by, like a Lamar Jackson or or even a Josh Allen from a running perspective. He's going to run, he's going to get yards, but. He wasn't a huge – he's not a huge threat in that area. And I think they're starting to look at – defensive coordinators are looking at the game plan like, okay, rush four, keep Patrick in the pocket, drop seven, and we'll take the Patrick, you know, first down run every once in a while. And I think that's how – I think that's how defenses are going to play them from here on out. And, and I think it gave the, it gave the offensive line fits, which is crazy because they were only rushing four. Joe, great point. Great analysis there about the must rush. Uh, and, and to the Titans' credit, they do have a good defensive front. Mm-hmm. Last year, they had a really uh, bad defense, and they didn't get much of a, a pass rush, but they've added Autry. They've added Bud Dupree along with Harold Landry, who's having a, a great year, a Pro Bowl year. But I thought the Chiefs would be able to take advantage of that suspect and banged up secondary. Like you said, by only rushing four, they were able to keep, even though they weren't Maybe their frontline starters are their, their best guys. They were able to keep a lot of guys to uh, cover all the Chiefs' targets. Um, yeah, Jeff. I mean, they have, they have – sorry to interrupt you, but they have, they have 18 players on the IR. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. I, I just I, – I knew this was going to be a good game because of what we saw Tennessee do to Buffalo on Monday mm-hmm. night. They have momentum. We know that the running game, we talk about it week in and week out. We always worry about big running games against the Chiefs, and we knew Derrick Henry's kind of playing on a mission, right? What did he say? If, I, if, I, if I'm not going to win the MVP at running back, I'm going to try to win it at quarterback, right? He throws that little <laughs> little pass. Right. The Dontari Poe, uh, you know, reminiscent uh, throw. and like What a great thought, play call that was, by the way. You saw just the defense of the Chiefs, and how can you not? They just went straight toward – Henry, and actually on that play, um, he threw the touchdown to the tight end. Tannehill was actually wide open on the other side, you know, because yeah. 
it, that was just great, great execution, but also great scheming that why wouldn't yeah. you focus on Derrick Henry? Um, I saw something out there on, on, uh, on Twitter where someone said that it looked like they were putting the side-by-side of the Derrick Henry pass and the Dontari Poe pass. And there's like, I think those guys are the same size. That threw that <laughs> <touchdown pass. laughs> right. I mean, okay. it's kind of like, and I'm looking, I'm going, Oh, you know what? He's not that much smaller than Dontari Poe. So I was like, it was really funny. Um, but you know, not funny in the loss, but funny in, in that comment, but you know, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of work to do, Jeff. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines never before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, it, it's weird that, you know, I, I thought Derek Henry would – wrecked this game with his rushing the chiefs weirdly got pummeled in this game 27-3 and actually did a pretty good job containing derrick henry he only averaged three yards a carry which is phenomenal i almost wonder if they focused too much on on, on derrick henry you, you, you think or is that or is that well, what's your take on that oh that, that happens you know that happens and and i think i think Tannehill did a nice job of managing the field um, you know, you, you know, he did a nice job of finding short passes. Uh, he found, you know, he found a way to turn, you know, there's this whole new philosophy now in the NFL. It's, you know, it, it's kind of like it, they're extending the running game, so to speak, with these really high percentage passes, right? It's almost like in basketball, it's like layups, right? It's like you can take three-point bombs. Or, you know, you can take mid-range jumpers or you can, you know, dunks and layups, right? Like, and I think layups are kind of like in basketball analogy, they're the new pass extension in, in, in the passing game, or I'm sorry, it's the run extension of the passing game, right? Quick little hits, screens, little swing passes, dumps, you know, out of the backfield, et cetera. And I think that's what NFL, oh, excuse me, Jeff. I just sneeze. I think I'm allergic to the extension of the uh, passing game into the running game. <laughs> like it, made, it made me sneeze um, because, you know, look, I lived in the line. I lived in the trenches. I love just smash mouth, just run the ball at people, right? Christian Okoye and Barry Word, Marcus Allen, right? I'm, I'm not used to this whole little dink and dive. And, you know, like it, there's all kinds of things happening out on an NFL field now. And, you know, when, when you can, when you can, you know, hold Derrick Henry to three yards a carry. You know, he still had a, he still had 86 yards. Um, but you know what what they did to complement that. You know, uh, you know they, they had uh, you know Julio Jones had some big catches. AJ Brown had a huge game. Um, you know, Derrick Henry had a couple of you know catches. Right, those extended running plays. Right, he had two two catches for 16 yards. So that gets him to the 100 yard rushing. Okay, even though 16 yards of it came in the passing game, but they were like little, they were little, this is a, this is a different kind of handoff, right? Just because it was a forward pass, it's not, you know, it's still like a little handoff. And, you know, I think, um, I think they had a great game plan for, for the Chiefs defense. And I don't think the Chiefs game plan really matched up what 
they thought the Titans were going to do. And that was really pound Derrick Henry, right? Because it was all over the internet prior to this game, you know, Derrick Henry MVP, he's having the season of his life. He's, he's, he's a monster back there. And, you know, they were probably just pinning their ears back ready to, you know, and then what do you do? You, you kill them with the short passing game, right? You kill them with five yards, 10 yards. And then those, those breaking the tackles were turning into 17, 18 yard car, or, uh, catches. So it, it's, it's to me right now, it's still the same formula, Jeff. I'm, I'm going to live by it until the Chiefs prove me otherwise. This is a defensive problem that has permeated into the offense pressing and getting completely out of their game plan. I mean, that's, that's, if I had to sum up my, like, you know, we could, we, we do talk for hours about this, right? We do this for, for the podcast. We talk, you know, week after week and, and we spend hours analyzing and thinking about this. But if I had to sum it up, I'm going up an elevator with somebody and to the third floor and they say, Joe, what's wrong with the chiefs? I say, it's a defensive problem that is permeating into the offense. And, and they're, it's making everybody on offense press. And I think that's really, really a big problem. I mean, just look at the time of possession, Jeff. We got killed. 644 you know, got... in the first half. The Chiefs had the ball for 644 in the first half. Hard to win that. that I way. mean, the old Patriots of old with Tom Brady's six Super Bowls, you know, with the Patriots aren't going to win with six minutes in, in, in there, you know? I mean, Vince Lombardi's Packers are not winning with six minutes, you know? Uh, Joe, great points there. Um, and, and also, I think the formula, you know, the Chiefs have become so accustomed to just Mahomes, just magic, no matter what the deficit was, whether it was in the, against the Texans in the playoffs, um, against the 49ers in the Super Bowl. But that is hard to sustain and hard if they keep getting in such deep deficits. And listen, the offense is still has some talent. But it's not as good as it was the last two years. And I think, you know, the, the margin used to be – has gotten very, very thin for what the Chiefs can do. In the sense, before, it's almost like they were so explosive. It was so hard to beat. But they're putting themselves so behind the ball, and they just – they can't overcome it like, like they used to. And then everything – Mahomes starts pressing, starts making mistakes – you know, every, yeah. everything else. Um, yeah. And you, you get out of your game plan, you know, you start, you start thinking about things to catch up and, and I'm going to tell, I'm just telling you, I don't think Patrick has the same swagger about it. Not because of his talent level. He's the same quarterback. Tyreek Hill has not degraded at all. Travis Kelsey has not degraded at all. Now, it, you know, not having the added weapon of Clyde Edwards, Alaire's, you know, hurts, but you know, I got, you know, Focusing on some pauses, Byron Pringle, Jeff, if, if we're not keeping an eye on him for the rest of the season, how he develops, I was really, really excited about how he played. So it's there to me. It's, it's the, it's the lack of confidence that Patrick has that, all right, even if we do get down and I do make something happen, I truly believe either subconsciously or consciously he doesn't have faith that the defense is going to be able to keep up with his pace of what he can do offensively. I think that's like the crux of the problem. And I think that's where he's really getting himself into trouble and pressing. Totally. Because they, the chiefs really almost have to score every possession because the Titans did score every possession in the first half before they kind of pumped the brakes a little bit in the, in the second half sat on the league. 
Um, what what is an issue though, Joe, that continues to happen at um, continues to plague the Chiefs, just the lack of pass rush. And I, I do think this will get a little bit better um, once Chris Jones uh, gets healthy. He got after his wrist has obviously been bothering him. He missed some time, and now his groin is bothering him. But he it's a long season. I the hope is he will get healthy. And Frank Clark hasn't been uh, back very long, so hopefully yeah. he's finally uh, getting accustomed, getting used to the game flow. But that that's such a big issue. More than like the coverage, there were some open guys, but Tannehill was fitting him into some tight windows. The tackling was bad, but what the the coverage itself I didn't think was that bad. Willa Gay had a spectacular um, interception. But more than that, what was really bad, Joe, that lack of pass rush. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts, Jeff. If you can't get some pressure on a quarterback, it, you know, look, they're all these are all NFL quarterbacks. Like this isn't, you know. Whether whether Ryan Tannehill has had a tremendous amount of success and and you know put him you want to put him into the Mahomes Brady you know Josh Allen type you know no you don't need to do that but he's still an NFL quarterback he he's proven he can play you know he he's you can't give anybody that kind of time you know you could put a, a mediocre to subpar quarterback you give them time they're, they're you know because they're mediocre in the NFL which means they're really good. And they're going to make things happen. And there's and there's a certain amount of pride that those quarterbacks play with that they're going to want to make things happen. And I think, you know, unless you can pressure somebody and get them out of their game, then you know, they'll pick you apart and, and they're going to make things happen. And if you can't get to the quarterback, then it just opens up the whole game plan, right? It opens it up for deep balls, medium balls. It opens it up for the running game. You know, and, and I'm telling you, I, I, one thing that really lo- I looked at, Jeff, and I know it's visual, but I'm like a visual watcher when I watch football. And, and I, I, I sometimes what I like to do, and I, and I would encourage fans to, when they're watching the game, is to pull away a little bit. Don't, like, zero in on, like, one specific player. And don't even look at one player. Pull away and, like, it's like those those pictures they used to have uh, back in the uh, 1980s where you like if you pulled away and you looked at it, you could see a picture within a picture. It was like an optical illusion. Just unfocus your eyes and watch the whole field. And what the Titans did that the Chiefs didn't do is they just – it was like you just watched their uniform color go in the direction that they wanted to go in. And it was like they just – like just watching the colors, not individual players, not individual moves or coverages, just watch the colors of the game, those blue uniforms against the white uniforms, and they were just pushing those red uniforms down the field. And it's like, that's how I watch football sometimes because, you know, I get so zeroed in on, like, somebody's technique and, you know, whether, you know, Mike Remmers is kicking back with his right foot enough or using his left hand. Like, you know, you can get really tied into the minutia of technique in the game. But if you just watch the color of the game, and one of the things that really stood out with me, Jeff, and, and I, don't, I didn't even want to look at the roster because I don't know everybody's heights and weights. Our linebackers just looked really small. Hmm. It almost looked like we were playing with seven defensive backs. And, and, and I know they're big guys. They're linebackers. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't be NFL linebackers. And they wouldn't have been drafted by the Chiefs and brought on by the Chiefs. You know, not having Anthony Hitchens was tough. But the linebacking core just looked small. Like, they looked literally like it was, like it was the 4-7 defense. It was like four linemen and seven defensive backs. They just don't seem big. Like, you know, I'm waiting to see, like, 
I, I come from the football era of, you know, the Dino Hackett's of the world and the Tracy Simeons and like Mike Singletary's like, you know, Ray Lewis to a certain degree. Like, you know, I played against him a little bit towards the end of, maybe we didn't cross over, but like those kind of, those kind of linebackers, like those kind of linebackers, man, they hit you and you knew it. And they were going to hit you. If you're an offensive lineman, they're going to hit you whether you're looking or not. You know, you're blocking and they're going to come up and they're going to be filling, you know, on a run play and they're going to hit you. They're going to go through you to get to the running back. And it just doesn't seem like our linebackers do that. They just seem, for lack of better terms, I don't mean to keep repeating this word, but they just go back and watch, like watch some highlights and just, they just look small. And that's not good. That's not good. Cause then, then teams start to feel confidence against you. Now, uh, rookie Nick Bolton really did at the linebacker position, lay the wood out there. He had some really nice yeah. losses. His issue, though, I think he, he made a lot of great tackles there on Henry. Really impressive there. But he's been struggling a little bit in pass coverage, which I think, again, leads to those other issues. But, Joe, that's interesting, and we'll have to examine that. Now, um, the other thing I want to talk about before we move on to the Giants here, Joe, is, you know, when we're predicting before the season um, – the, the, what the Chiefs would do. I, I predicted them back in the Super Bowl because I just thought they were so much more talented than everyone in the AFC. But I was reluctant to make that pick just because you look at the history of teams who have lost in the Super Bowl, the next year there almost always is a Super Bowl hangover. And I, I do think we're seeing some of that. Um, just little things like Tyreek Kill has, has dropped more passes than I remembered, more fumbles. I almost think that's like – a lack of focus after just being on top for so long. And I, I'm also seeing guys, I don't know if guys have like lost a step at all. We, Tyron Matthew had such a great game when he came back in week two against the Ravens, but hasn't done much since uh, Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey is more just banged up. He's taking a lot of hard yeah. But But that could also be, you know, you play two years with uh, an extra month for each of those seasons and then just the extra attention. I think that my, all those things might've caught up with the chiefs a little bit. Yeah, Jeff. I mean, it's look, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times in the last couple of weeks when people are like, you know, they stop me work, you know, friends, family, texting, calling, like, you know, knowing that we cover the chiefs, knowing our history, they'll be like, what's going on? Like, you know, and look, and like I said, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, 31 other defensive coordinators and head coaches don't just sit around twiddling their thumbs in the off season. They don't just, they don't ooh and ah and say, oh, the Chiefs, let's just see if what we can do and maybe we'll win the game if we have a couple of turnovers. Like they don't sit and think about that. They think about ways to stop teams. They look, they analyze, they watch film because that's how you get better right? By focusing on the best and by trying to beat the best. And I think the coaching staffs that do that are the ones that propel their teams to the next level. It's why Andy Reid has been so successful. He'll get, he'll fix this. I mean, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to work on this. He's not going to let this go. You know, it's why the Bill Belichick's of the world, you know, and, and, and I know they're struggling right now, but you know, Pete Carroll with the Seahawks, like it's why those teams become what I would call progressive teams and progressive organizations, right? Jimmy Johnson back in those old cowboy days in the eight nineties, you know, they just, they, they, they learn what other teams are doing. They try to stop it and by trying to stop it. They make themselves better. 
They learn things about themselves and their own offensive scheme. They learn about their defense and what their weaknesses are. And I think those are the, <clears throat> those are the organizations that, you know, you see staying at the top. Um, and, and, and I think that's what's happened right now is the Chiefs are going to have to start getting back to the lab and start, you know, mixing some more potions and, you know, mixing some more chemicals uh, together in, in, the, in, 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 the, um, in, in the test tubes to see what happens and what they can formulas they can build uh, on with this team because they, they've got the pieces. They just really, really need to, um, to make sure that, that they, can, they can stay on top of it and keep innovating. And obviously we've had a lot of gloom and doom on this podcast, Joe, but I, I'm, I actually think this is going to be a, a get right game. I don't think it's necessarily going to solve all their problems, but the, the New York Giants are probably as good an opponent you can have right now as somebody that you're trying to kind of find that mojo again, find that chemistry you were talking about. Um, the, the Giants do have, have some good parts, but they have a lot of injuries, um, especially at the wide receiver and running back position. Most notably, Saquon Barkley uh, is still out. So, the, you know, they have some offensive weapons that guys that um, aren't there. So I, I see this as a game that the Chiefs, I'd really be shocked if they lose this game. I think they actually win this game uh, by, by a good margin. Well, they got to do it for Grunny. It's Grunny's big night, oh, right? Okay. It's Monday. It's Monday night football. Uh, you know, one of our all-time favorite Chiefs, Tim Grunhardt, is, is going into the uh, ring of fame. And, uh, you know, they've got to do this for Grunny. This is a win it for Grunny. It's like win it for the Gipper. Uh, you know, pull out his old Notre Dame roots. And, you know, we got to win this one for the Grunny. And, and I'm telling you, I think the Chiefs are going to be fired up. Andy's going to have them ready. You give Andy an extra day. He and Eric Bieniemy and Steve Spagnuolo are going to be cooking up some, some, you know, some recipes for this team to see where they can get the best out of the talent. And, and I think it's going to be, I think it, I mean, I really do. And I'm not just, you know, I'm not just saying this because I'm, I, I want, you know, I just want to completely, uh, you know, put it out there that the Chiefs are going to turn around because they got a lot of work ahead of them, but I think it's going to be a drubbing. I think they're going to, I think it's going to be a drubbing for the Giants. I think the Chiefs, it's going to give them just the momentum that they need right now this like you said jeff I, I i totally agree with you great point this couldn't be when i looked up and down the Chiefs' schedule and even looking at other teams that they could have played this week this is probably one of them, one of the perfect teams for them to play on monday night you know kind of an nfc old school powerhouse team right the giants and uh who have a, who have a long history of success this is a chance for them to 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 make a statement about who this team really is and and i think it I really do believe the Chiefs are going to come out smoking and and just they're going to run all they're going to run all over them in every aspect of the game and that's what they need right now. They need it. They need that momentum and the fans need it and this team needs to get back to 500 so we can start to build that momentum towards the end of the season. They totally uh, need this type of game and man, the Chiefs are really feasting on the NFC East so far. The Eagles and Washington Football Team almost said, Joe, I got their team name. Uh, correct. I didn't go with their yeah. former name. Um, but yeah, this is kind of, if you look at their schedule, you it kind of softens this week and then it picks back up. You have you know Green Bay, the Raiders who have their passing game could be challenging. The Cowboys have an explosive offense. But this game, this is also a game I thought that against the Titans, the Chiefs defense would come alive against I got, I got an offensive line that was missing Taylor Luan and then Roger Saffold went out with 
Um, but this is a, a not very good Giants offensive line. Daniel Jones is very prone to turnovers. Um, yeah, this, this is I, – I actually think the, the Chiefs defense is going to have a good game. I think they're going to get some pressure. I think they're, they're going to force some turnovers. Uh, th- this is the perfect opponent against which to do that. Yeah, it's funny. You know, looking always looking at the stats and 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 the standings and everything. It's funny because, you know, everybody always calls you know the NFC least and 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 you know it's a funny uh, you know funny name to give that division. And it's it's holding true again. I mean, the Cowboys obviously are five and one. I still think they're a team. Uh, we'll see how far they go. Um, even though they're five and one, but man, you know, two and five, two and five, two and five for, for the other three teams. I mean, it truly is it's funny because now the AFC is starting to mirror that. And I would call it the AFC least Yeah. Uh, because the AFC East is really struggling. Of course, you know, where do you see the parody again? And where do you see AFC West? And, and I know the chiefs have dominated the AFC West in for the past several years, but I'm telling you, it's, it's, you know, it looks like the AFC West and the AFC North are are really where teams are going to, you know, really struggle to get to that division championship. And, and maybe probably those will be the divisions where they're fighting for the wild card um, because, you know, the AFC South is, is really nothing but the Titans at this point. Um, and and so, you know, I, it's who would have thought the Bengals? I mean, I, I knew Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow had a you know, had, was going to make a run eventually and catch, catch his win, but the Bengals look good. You know, the Ravens are, have their ups and downs. I mean, the Browns are the Browns. We saw what they did in, in week one against the Chiefs. I mean, those two divisions for the, holistically are, are really, really competitive right now, and, and I think it's going to give us some, some real interesting battles as we head towards the end of the season for, coming from those two divisions. And uh, for Chiefs fans, something to watch for this game, because I know the Giants, even though they're in the New York market, aren't necessarily the most high-profile team in a way because they're not on TV that much. They haven't had a lot of success the last couple of years, really in the, in the post-Eli Manning era. Uh, but watch out for – they have a rookie linebacker, 21 years old, Aziz Ojolari. He was a second-round pick. Joe, I think he was actually – uh, he was the 50th overall pick. I believe that's what you were, that, correct? That was it. Yeah, number 50. Number 50. Yeah, he's 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 the real deal. Five and a half sacks through seven games as a rookie. I mean, you should know everyone who gets drafted 50th overall. I mean, it's just a, a yeah. It's a, it's the lucky number. It's the lucky <laughs> number. It's definitely the spot where they wait for that. You know, that number 50. You know, nice round number. You know, and uh, it's a good, you know, it's a good number. But no, he's 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 really playing well. I, I think that's definitely somebody that uh, that 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 the Chiefs really really need to to Chiefs fans really need to watch in this game as as one bright spot, right? One one bright spot for this for this sad Giants team. Um, you know, they they definitely need to to keep their eye out on him and and at least as a, as a bright spot as as I do believe I do believe the Chiefs are going to really you know pull. I mean. What? As we so, wrap up here, Joe, what what is your what is your prediction for this game? Your score for this game? Um, I say, you know, I think that I think the Chiefs are probably going to score, you know, thirty eight. I think it's going to be like thirty eight to thirteen. You know, one of those type of Monday night games. You know, the Giants may get a, you know, they might get a touchdown, couple of field goals, you know, here and there, just maybe towards the end of the game. Um, you know, as they're trying to do some desperate things to, you know, throw the ball aired out or whatever, you know, you know how that goes when you're down by two or three, four touchdowns at some point, you know, you just, you start 
getting crazy. And, and I think that's how I, that's how I see it happening um, for them. I, I think it's, it's going to be a chief dominant game. I think Patrick is, is going to feel more confident, you know, depending on how he's feeling. And of course, Andy, you know, said he's feeling good. He said he's feeling good after that hit, um, you know, and, and I think as long as they come into that game healthy, he's going to feel more confidence in his defense against this offense. And that's going to help him get his confidence back and, and maybe allow Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid to start putting together a game plan that they can carry into the second half of the season as we start to get into crunch time. Yeah, Joe, I also, I, I think the Chiefs win by about 20 or so. And I'm feeling pretty confident in this, in the, you know, in this pick here. Our friends at Play, play Action Pools, there, I am tied for first. I was good. I was probably Jeff right now. I was going to close the show out with that. You are you are crushing it. I'm I'm dropping fast. I'm dropping like a lead balloon uh, in the standings. Uh, the college games are the ones that are really getting me. Uh, I'm doing okay with the my NFL picks. I'm I'm just getting lambasted uh, with the college picks, and I and I follow college football. I I really do. I just uh, just a couple of a uh, couple of upsets that I you know I didn't see coming and. I, uh, you know, I'm dropping, but you know, I'm going to chip away at you, Jeff. I'm just going to like, if I can just two points a week, if I can just pick up on you, you know, I got to get back up in there with you now. Cause we, we usually run like, you know, together in, in the pack, but I've, I've, you've left me behind, buddy. You've left me. Behind. <laughs> well, I think this is going to be a, a bounce back week for both the chiefs and Joe Valerio's picks. If you enjoy this show presented by bet online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 